Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. On this week's episode, we have the bright, sunny and lovely Nicola Lewis, otherwise known on Instagram as This Girl Can Organise. Nicola is a professional declutterer. Uh, She goes into people's homes to help them streamline and organise their lives. And she has just published her first book, Mind Over Clutter, and now has got almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. Which is just deserved. Yes, completely. It's completely deserved. Before we kick off this interview, we've just got to talk about what happened to Sarah and I on the way. We were <laughs> yes. two hours late. Yeah. The traffic was so bad. My sat-nav sent us on a completely wild goose chase. Then it was just lovely. And yeah. she's just like full of love and hugs and just sit yourself down and get ready for quite the episode. Let's start right at the beginning, mm-hmm. because how long's This Girl Can Organise been going? So it will be two. I only figured it out today, actually. Uh, my second birthday is Sunday this week. <gasps> Happy oh my birthday. God. Congratulations. How funny is that? I could have actually gone past that. That's just how crazy my life is at the moment. But... Yeah, you could have just not even noticed. Yeah. And how did it start? So it started, basically, I was made redundant. I was working for an investment bank and was made redundant in the December. Got three months guarding leave so um, obviously paid so I thought why not turn this negative situation into a positive and do something and really think about doing something that I love yeah my husband had seen me go through a kind of journey in investment banking so I'd spent a couple well two decades there but I did leave after my second daughter and went into private aviation for a little bit I was kind of trying to find my way out of the grey and pop into colour and fun um, which I did have fun doing the private aviation but yeah there, it had its own reasons for me not staying further so I got drawn back into the city um, purely I think for the security and financial benefits and this three months were just fab I just sat down had the complete backing of my husband just said just figure out you know you're good at this this and this and it was literally brainstorming everything and did you know that you were you didn't want to do investment banking anymore yeah I knew I'm done I was so done with the city I just felt that so much had changed I'd had a lot of fun the first decade and then a lot of things changed since 2008 and a lot more rules were applied and just it just was a very different atmosphere there and I always felt that my sparkle was 
was sort of trodden on every time I walked in. You know, I'd walk in really bright, rainbowy, and then just sort of see everyone a bit like, Ooh, and just got on and did the job and would sort of constantly think and plan about holidays and just yeah. fun things at the mm. weekend because I just wasn't in it, you know. My love wasn't there. So during the three months, I just figured that I loved doing organising. It just was trying to figure out what type of organising because I've done the events through work. Um, I've never been a PA, but I just thought, well, that can't be difficult, really, because... You know, I've done pretty much everything else on a trading floors. And I love dealing with people. I'm a real people person. So it was just finding a niche. And then my husband came across a company in America and he was like, check this out. And they're called The Home Edit. And I was just literally blown out of the water. I was like, oh. And we looked at each other, light bulb moment, fireworks, the lot. <laughs> we were like, this is what I do, you do. And I was like, oh, because that's what I do at home. Always sorting through cupboards. I've done it for family. Friends have asked me about, you know, not necessarily styling, but what would you do in this space? Or, you know, they've always asked me, what would you do? So I thought, well, maybe this is it. So I started researching and that was it. I was just got so excited. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So um, I started up the old fashioned route, which was setting up a website, getting leaflets. Didn't even think about social media at all. And the first 12 months were hilarious. So it was like knocking on people, not necessarily knocking on people's doors, but that's what it felt like. I felt like I was really trying to convince people this was a great idea. I was kind of showing organisation around my home, but just not getting anywhere with it at all. So when you were knocking on the doors, just what were you asking people? Well, I was just saying, you know, I offer a decluttering, organising service. Do you enjoy decluttering? Is it something that you like to do? Um, I could help. I had some photos on a flyer saying this is what I'm able to do. And the reaction was, we're too proud to ask for help. Really? Where mm. We don't need that help. We've got a cleaner. What do you mean organise my space? I don't know what, what you're talking about. Almost like about. an invasive. Yeah, because yeah. it is. And I guess it is. It is. You've got to be quite vulnerable, haven't you, to let somebody in and show effectively yeah. your mess. Your monitor yeah. covered. That yeah. is. That's and a I just couldn't space. work yeah. it out. I couldn't work yeah. it out. I was trying to think, well, how am I going to get my audience? What is it? And then a friend of mine said, oh, I spoke to my sister about you and she really wants some help with her wardrobe. She works five days a week and she is just so overwhelmed. Could you go and help her? And I said, of course. Obviously, this was a freebie because I just wanted to get the content and I knew that it would be great. I was so excited. And so, yeah, that was my first, that first client taught me so much. It taught me that the people that are going to come to me are people that want the help. So I can't convince anyone. So it's people that do recognise that there is a need in their home for organisation and decluttering. The second was, I guess, for them to be happy to ask for help. They're happy in enough in themselves to know that there is a problem. I don't know. It was also the last link, which was really naive of me, but to see the Mental Health Stroke Wellbeing Association with decluttering. Because thank goodness I've been gifted the empathy skill set because halfway through my client burst into tears. She felt the whole thing so overwhelming. We'd emptied her wardrobe out it was all on her bed you know she was doing deep breathing she just said I can't stand in this room and so I learned a lot and I said come on let's go out of the room uh, we went into her front lounge sat down she put on some prints you know and she was talking about other things and she said I'm really sorry she said but I feel like crying and I said it's good 
it's actually all right to cry. I said, are you, don't have to go back in that room. I can go back in there, put everything back. And she said, no, 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 I want to go back in that room. Because what it was, there was memories. Yeah. There were things that she hadn't looked at in 10 years. And whatever had happened in those 10 years were associated with some of those clothes. She, I just said to her, reassured her that I was there. And any time it was overwhelming her to go back in the other room with Prince and it was all good. So I learned about the introduction of music and how powerful that is when you're overwhelmed, how it helps so much, takes you somewhere. And also about when people do get overwhelmed or if you find an overwhelming task that you need to rewind a little bit and do small sections. Somehow, all of a sudden, I wasn't just an organiser. It felt like I was all of a sudden some kind of therapist stroke life coach, which was mad. But I just really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, we got the day done. I mean, it was a full-on day. She let go of so much that she just wasn't wearing. Whatever memories she didn't explain. She did explain a few things she wanted my opinion on. But I just said to her, you've got to keep everything that you love, that you're wearing. Even if you've not worn it in five years, but you absolutely love it, keep it. Don't let it go. That is such a good tip. Mm. Because the the advice normally is, if you haven't worn it in three months, you've got to get rid of it. Oh, it's absolutely rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely rubbish. Because, like, for example, I don't know if you remember, and I can't think of the actress's name. She was in West Side Story, but she went to the Oscars a couple of years ago. And she's, like, now in her 90s. And she went with her granddaughter, who's an actress. She went in this fabulous ball gown with a different kind of bolero type but she wore that same dress to the Oscars 40 or 50 years ago. And I was like, there you have it. That is proof that if that is something you love Mm. and it brings you all those goosebumps, you've got to keep it. Yeah, Yeah, I have things definitely in my Like I've got my shoes that I graduated in. Then the vintage shoes that kill after like 45 minutes, but I will not throw them away because I'm like, I wore them when I got my degree and I keep them. I'm like, it's okay. I've got this um, uh, sequin jacket that they made me for my hen do. And so it says bride to be on on the back I'm never going to get rid of that no. do you know what I mean yeah. I only wore it for one weekend yeah. and I'm married I can't get rid of that no. do you know what I mean like, no amazing it's just amazing yeah I would just wear that all the time and everybody well, go like thinking. yeah congratulations <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you could get a free pudding couldn't you, you could. wherever you went yeah. yes right to be yeah. <laughs> yes. oh thanks I will have a drink pudding scrap that champagne <laughs> I think there is something really um, because I understand what it's like going into people's houses because like my career as a spray tanner that's what I did and still do you they open the door like you have so kindly tonight but we're in your space and you I go in and I set up and I'm probably there for like an hour an hour and a half but for you I'm not going through their stuff I see them in a different light but you're actually like opening the drawers and going through and like even as you're saying this to me like I look around my flat and like watching shows like I hate to bring up but Marie Kondo it stresses me out yeah I've heard a lot of people say that I find it inspiring to watch but I'm I'm watching it and I'm in a really lovely inspired place and then I look out over my room and I'm like oh my god look at that look at that look at that look at that and then I go around my house open every single cupboard and everything is wrong I found that I watched a couple of the episodes and I found that myself the main thing I found with Marie now Marie is great obviously without her my platform hasn't wouldn't have raised as high as it Mm. has really because the whole trend of decluttering and organising has really come from her yeah although I am completely different to her methods. I believe that This Girl Can Organise is about real-life solutions for real people. I look at her Netflix, and obviously a lot of it is done for TV, I appreciate that, but 
you know, the fact that when she tells people what to do and shows them, which is great, and then walks away and leaves them. Like, yeah. If I did that to any one of my clients, I think they would absolutely fall to the floor and be like, where are you going? Yeah. That would bring so much stress and anxiety to them. Yeah. Me walking away. Because mm. um, they need you yeah. to be able to Hand do hold. it. And Definitely. to stick. Because I am there holding their hand, yeah, literally. Because it is so emotional. Why do you think it's so emotional for us? I think personally I think it's a real you know when we go shopping for clothes or belongings or whatever it's generally down to how we are feeling so if you think about when you're going to buy stuff for a new house you're all excited you're like yeah 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 we get that I look around my belongings and there's certain things now I've had for a few years and I'm like do you know what I've enjoyed looking at them but someone else can enjoy them now because I'm done with it Mm. there's not many people that can think like that like me but I think the whole association with shopping it's all to do with your emotions and the shops the retailers have really played on that you know and I feel so much so that that's why I think we're all in in a kind of overconsumed chaos you know we can't physically get anything more in our homes and our homes are getting smaller you know the new builds that are being built now don't have as much storage they don't have immersion tanks they don't have under the stairs cupboards they have toilets there and the and the boiler is in the kitchen or in a you know a small cupboard it's very different the consumption is bigger than ever mm. you know we're getting enforced to buy things on instagram um, social media tv in the shops in newspapers it's completely billboards everywhere around us to buy 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 yeah. buy buy and we don't even have to leave the house we can do it without getting dressed we I mean, can buy stuff exactly yeah. but it's also so d- big price items like sofas or table you can now pay for on credit yeah. so it doesn't feel like a big purchase but you're still you're still acquiring something yeah. new and it's all for this really strange feeling of perfection this perfection thing bubble I really don't understand never have done if my house is upside down which it has had you know when we had the babies it was you know and I was like help my mum or friends would come around and help I had to be honest with myself I for me I've just never got this whole perfection thing and I don't know where it comes from I really don't know why we've all got this obsession now with maybe is it down to the home magazines is it down to looking at tv shows of certain you know like the Kardashians and we look at that lifestyle and we think wow that's what we want but obviously we haven't got the money but we can still gain that kind of living you know with the cars or the certain houses and the pillows all plumped a certain way yeah like for me I don't know if that's I don't need that in my life. No. I'm happier with more experiences and memories and coming into my home and thinking, okay, yeah, that cushion's from Christmas. Um, but you know what? It's really cosy to cuddle and we will get some other cushions another day, but I'm not worried if someone walked in and saw that, yeah. you know? Somebody said to me, and I think this is so brilliant, that wherever you have perfection, you have drama. Mm. For yeah, perfection yeah, 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 yeah. to exist, uh-huh. it will have drama around, around it. Or it will manifest to drama yeah yeah Yeah. and I think that I think it's a really helpful thing to remember because by participating in that drive for perfection like it's got to be perfect it's got to look perfect everything's got to be exactly where it needs to be otherwise you know it's not perfect you're participating in drama yeah Yeah, by doing that I mean the only thing I will intervene on that one is I believe there should everything in its place I do believe that things should have a place a home so whether when they're not there yeah that it's it's okay yeah because they can go back there exactly. but yeah. they don't have to be there yeah. and if they're not yeah yeah it's all wrong so it's like when you decorate a room right you remove everything from the 
room, you decorate it, and then you go to put things back, potentially where they were, because it worked, yeah? yeah? You might change your mind and think, actually, I'm going to move that about, you know, a bit like furniture. I love doing all of that, you know, yeah. moving furniture about, you know, I, I think that's reconfigures a room and, you know, makes you feel like, ooh, it's something new or something a bit different. I've never really been in that bubble where I've had a disposable amount of money to go and just change a, a room every two or three years. But I feel like the retailers really emphasise you to do that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Because it used to be just with fashion. And I feel like now it's not. The home section has got so big. Mm. And a lot of the fashion places are doing home, yeah. aren't they? You know, Zara Home, H&M Home. Yeah. That wasn't there no. a couple of years it's ago. massive. Yeah. So it's now become as big as fashion. And that is as disposable than ever. Yet when I go to people's houses, so we're going back to Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo says about get everything out of your house and take it to a charity shop. For me, I personally love vintage and all things um, thrifting. I've always loved it. Um, Mm. Done it with my nan. You can see in my home, I've got quite a few pieces. Does everyone else love it as much? And I think it's the word no, because I think there's certain people that go into charity shops, but I know my daughter's generation wouldn't even dream Mm. of going in a charity shop. Mm. And that's something I really want to change. I mean, I do take them and they do like it going in a charity shop. I love it. And I just feel like that's another really important message that the younger generation need to be doing. There's all fair and well that people, when I've worked with clients that would just empty their house and they'll go yeah we'll just take that to the charity shop and I'm like well there might be other ways of donating that that's going to make a better difference and then people are like really where yeah well, well I, I, that I, would have been exactly mine well you need to buy mind over clutter yeah there's a whole chapter <laughs> yes, about it because that was something that really infuriated me and I wanted to make everyone aware that there are so many places out there that will lovingly take your items and it will make a difference all it needs is you to make a phone call and have a quick Google in your community. Yeah, so from homeless shelters, churches, animal shelters, hospitals, schools, you know, libraries, doctor surgeries. I mean, there's loads that if you just make that phone call, they'll be like, yes, we would love that. And do you know what? It's one of the best feelings giving. You know, we all love giving gifts anyway when it's birthdays or whatever. But that whole point of giving something that you owned to someone and you know it's going to make a difference, I'm telling you, it's one of the best feelings in the yeah. world. It's lovely, isn't it, when you have a friend round and they love something. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, they love something so and you wearing. give something yeah. to them. Yeah, and you go, do you know what? I don't have it. Have it. I don't use it anymore. No, I can't believe it. It's a lovely feeling, it's isn't it? It's the best. It? Yeah. And it really uplifts people, that does. Yeah. So it's an act of kindness. Yeah. That's something I've always been about, but I wanted that to be a big part of the business. Yeah. So it would encourage and inspire others to be the same or do act a little way in that direction. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. What would you say are like simple tips to go around your house in, in starting the process? Like I'm listening to you, I'm like, well, how the hell am I going to take this back to my house? Really what easy. is the easiest way just to start? The best way to start it is you can either go digital or you can just stay how it is an old school and with a notepad and pen. So you can note up exactly each room, what you want to do in each room. So say, for example, we're in this, this is your room. Okay. And there's a drawer, a couple of drawers over there that you know that if anyone came in here, they would never know, but you know, but they annoy you. And every time you look over in it's that also corner. also if I die and they open the drawers, then, then they'll yeah, know. <laughs> I will be coming onto this subject as well in the business. Cause I definitely think that that's another massive subject to talk about. But what I would do would be to write everything down. So go around all the things that overwhelming you in the home that you want to sort out once and for all write it down and so now you have a plan and so from that plan you can then small steps tackle them but the best way to tackle an area is for me is introducing what it makes you happy so for me it's always putting on the music lighting candles have a glass of wine or a cup of tea biscuit whatever it is make sure you've got that kind of someone holding your hand if you know what I mean you know obviously I would love for you to say ask a friend to help you but then we go on to the subject of when we people go if you need anything just let us know you know no one ever lets you know they don't (laughs) but I want that to change I want people to be able to go do you know what I find this really overwhelming if it's someone who's a good friend would you come and we'll have a laugh for a couple of hours for help don't they yeah they do they really do yeah and they don't need to it's absolutely fine to ask for help you might end up crying over something really ridiculous but I'm always asking for help because I will always help others we don't need to expect something but it's a really nice gift to be able to do you could always ask someone to help you otherwise grab that glass of wine whack on the music and just tackle one section don't think you've got to do a whole room or a whole house because that's the main that's mistake that instantly triggers in my mind is how long is this going to take me yeah. this is going to take me ages well, and by the time do... I've done it I'll have moved yeah. so what's the point yeah. so for example I would do like a drawer then I would empty your drawer out because that's a real small task get it all out all the contents on the bed it will look huge it just always does and then just split it into piles so you put a pile of keep you do a a pile for donate and you do a pile for bin just it's broken it's it's written off it's whatever and that really does help because then as soon as you see the keep pile you're like 
that's great. And then you get excited about putting it back and putting back some kind of structure. So that also And helps. are you big on structure within drawers? Because, Massively. Like, do you get the drawer line, like the compartmental Yeah, so things? for me, obviously, I want to encourage people to get structure in their drawers and cupboards and what have you, wardrobes. But I don't want people to feel like they've then got to go and spend a fortune, mm. you know, getting all this stuff. So you can upcycle other things. So that's something I definitely talk about, like using shoe boxes, um, gift boxes, because they turn into perfect trays, perfect containers. Um, upcycling your takeaway containers, put them in your junk drawer. You know, it gives everything a little home and you'll be surprised as you open it up. You're like, oh, batteries are in there. You know, whatever. Pens are in there. That's in there. And it all fits and it's like, oh, okay. And you can find things. And you can find things mm. without Which, any stress. The thing is, I know, I, I know where everything is. Well, that's good. But... It's everywhere. Oh, right. My brain, yeah. my brain is like Mr. Spaghetti. Yeah. It's just all yeah. over the shop. It's creative brain. And so that, by doing that, it'd be really interesting, you know, for you to sort of see the experience because mm. this is what my clients get to the end and they feel so much clarity at the end because they know where everything is. And I think that that's the key. I yeah. think that's the key is clarity. I was going to say the end result, because you've seen it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You've seen it firsthand for other people, what they get by going through this process, getting rid of the clutter, making sure everything's got a home, tidying it all up. What are, yeah, what are the benefits, if you like? What do you sort of get from it? So they obviously lose that overwhelming feeling of uncertainty and unknown because there's nothing worse than, you know looking for something and it all of a sudden you can feel your blood boiling and you get the sweat and you're like oh, where is it I know it's here and then depending on what item it is and what is quite funny is when we do like makeup organization and we get all the makeup together I go go through your bags go downstairs go wherever the makeup would have gone get it all together and we put it all on the kitchen table and then we put it all and die at my house God you'd never see the yeah. table again right and <laughs> the reason I say table because obviously there is going to be a point that they're going to need to eat dinner at that table so we need to do it so there is a bit of oh, psychology so yeah. like and it? putting it on your bed as well because you're going to have to go to bed so it's got to be sorted before that's you go it. to bed that's great so um, and then put everything in categories so I'll put lips I'll put mascaras I'll put eyeshadows all of those things as soon as we start doing that that's when they go oh my god look how many mascaras I've got oh my god there that's where all the tweezers are yeah you know, there's like nine pairs of tweezers yeah because every time they've gone to to look for a tweezer they can't find it I'll buy one yes the same with pencil sharpeners you know for your, your lip or eyeshadow pencil yeah you'll work with high profile clients and they get bags of free stuff or maybe yeah. one stuff or someone's giving you stuff for yeah. Christmas and you're not using it yeah what do you do with it? So I will talk from my point of view because I think the celebrity styles, they tend to either re-gift things out or, you know, I, the ones I've looked for don't like to keep hold of all the free stuff. They will donate it or, as I say, sort of share amongst their family and friends. For me, if I get given gift sets and things like that at Christmas or birthdays, I always have a makeup bag, which I'll happily show you. Um, and inside are all like new makeup that I haven't worn. 
So it will all go in there. And once my existing stuff runs out, I'll get it from there. So it's kind of like my little shop, I suppose. But it's only a makeup bag. It's not big. It's not huge. But then again, I don't wear too much makeup. But I would contain it. So if you receive gift sets or certain items of makeup and they're new, I would keep them away from the existing stuff you're using. So use what you've already got opened. And then it's quite nice. And then you go, oh, yeah, I've got that to hand. I can use that. I'm just sat here like, doing it all wrong. (laughs) But like with the makeup, I feel like it's really important to store it in clear kind of containers. Or if you've got like a big kind of holder or something. As long as you can see all the categories, that will make complete sense to you. And that way you'll use those items as well. Um, If you've got them in a big kind of cupboard or tray or whatever, and you're just always rummaging, you know, you're never going to use that product. And think about a lipstick. There's quite a lot in a lipstick, really. And they say the shelf life for a a lipstick itself, from an expiry point of view, could be sort of 12 to 24 months. It depends. I know with me, I love wearing lipstick all the time. But I can probably go a good two, three years with a lipstick. Easily. I do think I've got one from my 18. (laughs) (laughs) Now the thing is, this is what I say because people say to me, "What should I do?" And I think, well, I'm no scientist here. I have no idea what what you should do. But all I do know is the ingredients have expired. Yeah. So I would imagine the colouring has expired. It's like it's not going to be the same pigmentation. So I don't know if I would want that on my skin. It's about visibly seeing them. I think. And if you do have new products, keeping them away from your dailies. um, even if it's in like a one basket of all you knew or a, or a bag and you just know it's there. So if I get given bits and pieces now, it goes straight into there. And mascaras obviously expire after three months after using them. So I know that I've got four upstairs. Yeah. And I'm like, brilliant. You're away. What about um, desks at work? Because mm. I remember when I was at work, mm. and like you'll know from when you were at the mags, like it's just stuff everywhere yeah. within an office. And yeah. some people are so... I used to sit behind somebody, and I was only in the office like once a month. The girl behind me, her desk was just full of papers everywhere full and of chaos in her full mind. of chaos everything yeah. a keyboard is there and it's almost like when she left at the end of the day somebody vaporized her and there was no tidying up at the end of the day and that even stressed me out to look at yeah and then there's some people in the office whose desk is like spotless yeah. and then you can fall into like a comparison what like what tips have you got just to keeping your desk in order so for me i've always been in an environment that is very structured highly professional you know a trading floor you cannot have paperwork out on the desk and when you leave you cannot be leaving any kind of important documentation or anything and also they introduced hot desking so that was a case of you bouncing around different desks so you had to keep your desk to a minimum and you'd have like a small tiny locker of some sort I think it's about making your desk space work efficiently for you what do you want to achieve what do you actually want around you on that desk it's like again you know like a a kitchen worktop if you've got no prep or plating up area then how are you going to kind of have that really nice experience of cooking and being in the kitchen so I think from a study point of view or a working point of view you know I think it's nice to visually come back and sit at a desk and think right this is what I'm doing sometimes it's good to just give it a good old refresh 
whether it's at some point in the week and going, do I need this on my desk? Can this go to someone else now? Have I got what I needed to get from this? You know, surround yourself like you're in your home with things that you want to be inspired by. So for me, you know, I'd want to look at nice things. I'd like to look at a picture or a holiday photo or something that makes me laugh or, you know, a plant maybe. Because if I'm at that desk for such a period of time doing work, I do want to have something to just sort of drag my eye off and go, oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great tip to do a little something once a week. Mm. Get into that habit just once a week of just looking at your desk Mm. and and like you said, just getting rid of some stuff and moving some stuff about. Definitely. So once we've decluttered, once we've got to grips with it and we've got it looking how we want it to, how do we stay on top of it? Okay, so I personally um, go through my own home every quarter. So wardrobes, um, the girls' wardrobes, things like that, kitchen cupboards, because... I think, obviously, we go through various different celebrations throughout the year with Easter, Christmas, you know, barbecues. Everything just juggles around a little bit, especially like the kitchen. So my kitchen at the moment has got all the summer picnic barbecue bits all in the corner cupboard because I don't need it at the moment. So that will all shift out and all the winter, like the slow cooker and various other big chunky casserole pots will all go in that corner because I won't be using them during the summer months. It's having that kind of using your home really to the best in the best possible light really for that time Mm. for that time yeah I mean a living room doesn't really change that much I mean but I will probably go through books or like the vinyl or whatever actually no the vinyl stays it doesn't go (laughs) Um, but there might be things that I'd look through and think oh do you know what I'm bored of that candle over there yeah Um, you know don't like the smell of it I'm going to give that off or something yeah yeah so it's having a review like magazines I haven't read (laughs) You know, yeah. passing, don't put them in the recycling or donate them to local waiting rooms. Yeah, so I think a quarter review yeah. really does put you in good stead, really, just to see what's crept in because it can clutter can really creep back in before you under your eyes we should mention the book it's a great title i know it's It's a good great it's really good yeah i'm really chuffed to bits actually i was in shock when they asked yeah i'm really proud i feel like it's really going to help so many people on so many levels Uh, we always ask everyone who comes on wobble what makes you wobble I think what makes me wobble is overwhelmment in terms of doing it alone. So my husband works away quite often and it's the thought of how am I going to do this? You know, be a mum, be a wife, run the house, run a business, deal with the paperwork all by myself. And for the first couple of days, it's like a coping mechanism. I just kind of go on autopilot. And it's funny, I've realised that I don't like to eat downstairs. I don't really, like, I won't cook for myself. That sounds really crazy. I think that's quite common when people are left alone while someone else is Yeah, I just will probably think, oh, I'll have a big lunch and just have a couple of snacks or something and just go upstairs. I like to go upstairs with the girls. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real... And then all of a sudden I start overthinking things. And it's, you know, I want to get the message across that I think it's not about poor me feeling sorry for myself because there are so many amazing single parents out there absolutely killing it. But I really do sympathise how bloody hard it is. And that really does make me wobble. It's just overthinking everything and no one to talk it out with. Yeah, share your concerns, I suppose. I do have my wobble moments 
definitely. And I talked about one about 12 months ago and it was on Instagram. And in fact, a couple of people said they felt it was quite weird that I talked about it. But that was two against 200. I got, you know, 200 like, oh my God, I feel like this exactly the same feel. And it wasn't, you know, a sympathy thing. I just wanted to show people that it's okay to feel a bit shit every now and then and to give it a good cry and and call on your friend or eat lemon meringue pie, whatever it is that can pull you out of feeling that little grey cloud above your head because you're not alone and you have got so many people around you, even though if you might not think it, but you do have a support system of friends and family, neighbours that do care about you. Gorgeous. So lovely. Perfect. I could literally sit and chat to you all night. I wish I wasn't driving home and I could have another glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) And if people want to find you, Nicola, what's the best thing to do? So obviously on socials, it's um, This Girl Can Organise. The website is obviously www.thisgirlcanorganise and um, Mind Over Clutter can be found at the moment on Amazon and any Waterstones. Thank you so much for being a guest. Nicola, thanks so much for having us. You're welcome. Nicola welcomed us so much into her house. Incredible. Like we, we sat in her front room to do this chat with, like Jules said, with the cats running around everywhere. She could not have been more generous or more kind or more lovely, could she? She just has that aura of a very calming human being. And I've like been reading her book and it's actually changed me as a human being. Like that book, I'm going through it slowly but surely and it's such an easy read. It's so light, it's so gentle. It helps decompartmentalize stuff. Yes. And it makes you look at it as not a room full of stuff, but one drawer at a time. That thought process, I don't know if if any of you feel overwhelmed, but it it really helps me feel less mentally congested. Yeah, it helps you take control, doesn't it? Which is so lovely, rather than the mess or the stuff just really kind of overwhelming you and then it's in control. It allows you to come back and yeah, just break it down. And it's really interesting because I've been doing it as well in a very subtle way. Like I just find myself doing it, you know, like I'll open a cupboard and I won't be able to find something. So I think, oh, do you know what? I'm just gonna take everything out, see what I've got and pop it all back nicely. And it's though, and it, it does change your life. It, it does. It means that you've got space. It means that you can find things. And what I love as well is that when she talks about when you're starting to do it, you start with the things you love. So you have a cup of tea or a glass of wine or do you know what I mean? You put music on that you love. And so it starts from that place rather than being like, oh God, everything's such a mess. I can't believe I've let it get this bad. You're like starting from a place of, oh no, I'm going to really enjoy this and this is going to be a really lovely gift to myself. And that's it. It is a gift to yourself. And I try to do it in an hour every morning between eight and nine. I have the luxury of working from home. But in that hour, I would just do one thing. So it might be one drawer or maybe like refolding one drawer or decluttering one thing. And it has had this hugely calming effect. But there's also such lovely things from this interview about how she was in a job and it just wasn't working for her. And she just knew in her gut that her life needed to change. And 
I think, you know, she adopted the pasta on the wall and seeing what bit of pasta stuck. Yes, and yes. And it was following her passion and in her gut what felt right. Yeah, lovely. Please go follow Nicola on Instagram because her stories are the most refreshing yes. bit of content you can find on Instagram at the moment. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Wobble. Uh, if you do like this podcast, like, subscribe. Why not? Join us. This is series three. There's a whole, whole realm of other episodes for you to go and dive into um, and we will see you very soon for another brilliant guest on Wobble. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.